Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We got a bunch of MCU, DCEU, and Netflix news as we geek out over everything from Thor Ragnarok to Justice League, Deathstroke, Shazam, the new season of Stranger Things, and more. Wowie zowie! Plus, you're going to get our thoughts on the season eight premiere of The Walking Dead and more reviews and emails comments from you our awesome listener all in this edition of the jock and nerd weekly for friday october 27th 2017 check check one all right this is really fans out there let's give it up jock it be nerded be funny disturb it jock it be nerded spoiler alert What's up? Welcome jocks, welcome nerds, welcome freaks, welcome geeks, and everybody in between. You are welcome right here, right now. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rugs. What's up, rugs? Welcome back. What's up, dudes? How's it going? Uh, it's I'm going. back, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, have they safely relocated you to a new undisclosed? No. Oh, boy. No. All right. On the move. All right. Well, just keep uh, keep all your filthy eyes in the back of your head open while, yeah. while you're recording this. Uh, if you what are, is going on? Yeah, he's the member of the, the filthy underground. They've been moving him around. I guess they, uh, there's a backlog. Yeah, they've been passed around. They, oh. There's a long list on that on that felty relocation list. Now you you have no idea how how many of these puppets commit major crimes and have to be relocated. It's shocking. <laughs> I mean the felty protection program. You guys are fucking insane. You guys are insane. <laughs> uh, we're not insane, and I have an iTunes review to prove it. Look, new listener, if you are a new every listener, every review that we get is always like Imran is off the wall or <laughs> flamboyant or fucking <laughs> oh, crazy. You're spoiling that I've never been called what I was called at this review. Okay, look, let's just get to the review because if you're a new listener, this is the show where we give you comic book, pop culture, superhero related geek news, reviews, and sometimes interviews. Have done an interview in a while but there's plenty of interviews <laughs> in the back catalog if you subscribe in the feed there's lots of interviews there i'm not lying but look don't take our word for it i got another awesome review from by johnny from yonkers that i'm going to share and look i understand it's a little castigatory to read your own reviews on your own show i get it but what better way to find out what you're about to get into if you're a new listener and you're like what's all this bullshit over here Jock and nerd. So this review starts found my zone five stars. I found this podcast about three months ago and always have a great time. Each of the guys brings their own unique perspectives to whatever subject matter they happen to be discussing each week. Imram is the nerd. That's all right. <laughs> he gets, he yeah, gets, you have an H in your name. Yeah, H that's, and an M. Listen, yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. I like that. I've never seen that one Imram before. Emanuel. Im, Imran Emanuel. Imran Imranistan. Imran is the nerd and is always flamboyantly gleeful at all times. Anthony is the jock. It seems to be more sedate and thoughtful. Together, they balance each other out and compliment one another. They are usually accompanied by Rugboy, who is a puppet. I mean that in its most literal sense 
which you can actually go on YouTube and see all three interacting with one another and see there really is a puppet in the room giving commentary. Why this makes sense for a podcast, I will never know, but you can't argue that it's fun. I enjoy every episode and look forward to the day each one drops, even if I'm not particularly interested in that week's topics, which will occasionally happen. Let's be honest. The boys give us solid hour of entertainment. I can't ask for more than that, nor can I recommend this podcast more highly if comic books and comic book movies, as well as things sci-fi in general, give you a geek boner. Geek boner. Please give this a try. You'll be happy you did. Thank you, Johnny from Yonkers. I like Yonkers. It Yonk- sounds like tits. Yeah. <laughs> She's got huge Yonkers. She had an amazing set of Yonkers on her. Flamboyantly gleeful. I've never been called flamboyantly gleeful. You get points for that description. But that's the greatest thing is that Amron is the darkest motherfucker out there. <laughs> like he's just like this is all a facade. This is all how I deal with shit, people, by being just crazy and off the wall. Yeah, it's I'm, all an act. Uh, it, uh, inside, it's like the upside down in Stranger Things. Everything's rotting. There's a giant <laughs> and I monster. I happen to be sedated, and you're just calm, cool, collected. Uh, yeah, another because he just came. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's always just finished jizzing. So what do you know about the jock is he's always post, post-coitus. He's always in yeah. that post, post-coitus he's glow. I got laid today. I emptied out my pipes. <laughs> I'm very, very even keel right now. Oh, it's a, it's a, I don't have a demon on my back. Oh, shit. There is absolutely no testosterone flowing through me it's during the these podcasts. It's a perfect balance. That's 0% testosterone all around, listener. Uh, look, for this show, here's what we're going to do. We got a bunch of news to go over. Marvel, DC news, a couple of trailers, some Netflix shit. And then we are going to uh, review The Return of the Walking Dead, the season eight. Ooh, I got my shitting pants on. Premier, I hope you got your shitting pants, which you can actually buy. Negan shitting pants. We'll get to that in the second half. <laughs> it's an actual product. Listener. Best line ever. Yes. Best line. Uh, best slash worst line. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what a premiere it was, but I can't wait to talk about that. Before we get to the news, though, I got to mention, if you listened to last week's episode, we had that weird phone call in the middle. From David Malofsky, our buddy and listener, uh, place to hang your cape. Scott Meredith was missing. Well, this week, the episode, the Podcapers uh, special episode will be out and all the mystery is solved. We find out what happens to Scott. I will put a link to the show notes for this episode. Jockanerd.com slash 192. Listener, give it a listen. You may hear some familiar voices, some familiar characters. Voice acting. <laughs> With a little bit of voice acting. Mark and- Hamill, watch out. Are we on this? Uh, it's our first foray into voiceover acting. Oh, my God. Mark Hamill and what's his face? Uh, Kevin Conroy. We're coming for your job, out. motherfucker. Mark Hamill. I'm available. Yes. Contact me. Yes. For voiceover work. Rug Boy should be the new voice of the Joker. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Podcapers Halloween episode this week. Lots of things coming out this week. And today, let's get to the news and sort it all out, fellas. The Jock, Jock. and Nerd Podcast. You want to get in touch with the show? You know what you need to do. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact, where you will find all our Twitter accounts, one account, uh, Facebook page, email. You can send us your voice, uh, and you can join our awesome Facebook group. And we got some new members. I got to give some shout outs because I told them I would. Uh, let, first of all, shout out to Tane Reese, who joined just the other day. And I didn't butcher his name because Matt Delhauer was smart enough to ask him in the thread how to pronounce your name. I like him already. Right? Tane no. Reese is great. And uh, uh, it's, I, all day long, I, I was singing the, the Tay Zande classic and replacing his name. <laughs> so I was walking around going, chocolate, Tane. 
<laughs> now he listens to our show, Chocolate Tain. How do you know? Is he chocolate? No, I don't know. I love, <laughs> no, I love chocolate. That's an allegation. And the guy's name is Tain. So, all right. Look, we're all a little chocolate on the inside, just like we're all <laughs> have a little rug boy on the inside. Also, just today, Ryan Lipscomb joined. Listener Ryan Lipscomb, welcome to the group. We can't wait to meet you. I want to meet all you listeners. I love getting to know everyone's name. Tain also sent us an email. So he's getting a double shout out. There's an email from Tain. Chocolate Tain uh, at the end of the show. That's your new nickname, by the way, Tain. Thanks for listening. Okay, let's start with the <laughs> the, M- <fuck>? the MCU. <laughs> Just roll with it. <laughs> uh, Thor Ragnarok out this week in the U.S. And I'm totally jealous because it's, it came out yesterday everywhere else, uh, meaning Australia, the U.K., but like a bunch of other territories, uh, which uh, we're getting early, early reactions. Uh, again, on our Facebook group, West Cranford. Had an early reaction. It wasn't a, f- a favorable uh, reaction, which I found interesting. So, did you? We, did we, that gives me a little bit of pause. Do we yes. talk about the uh, Rotten Tomatoes update on it? Uh, what's the update? I'm looking I'm at the looking tomato at meter. Okay, the give us the tomato update. meter, which is you shouldn't look at, but people do. Right, ninety five percent. Not bad. Um, average rating seven point seven. So, pretty solid film. High seven point seven. One hundred four ratings. Uh, you know, people are saying. This is the best uh, movie MCU movie oh, really? yet. The, uh, you know the the hyperbole. I, the, the, the hyperbole is it's movie. the funniest yeah. one yet, which is it, or the hyperbole with every yes. MCU movie. It really is. Every MCU movie is the per, 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 uh, uh, funniest movie ever, and uh, the best Thor movie, which isn't hard to. Well, we no, knew that's like a we knew going a layup. In, yeah, you knew it was going to be the best Thor movie. It can't be worse than the first two. I'll tell you one guy who does like it, and that's the Joss Whedon. Uh, and even though he's not affiliated with Marvel Studios anymore, he uh, just directed uh, a little bit of Justice League. Here's what he says on Twitter. Here's the thing. Taika Waititi has made a modern masterpiece. Epic, hilarious, gorgeous, heartfelt, and hilarious. I'm so happy. Hashtag hilarious. He really likes the movie. So I'm going to say I, I probably <laughs> will like the movie. Yeah. Although I am a little bit worried about it being too jokey. Yes, yes. The more we got closer, the more I was like, oh, this thing's going to be all jokes. This is going to be the funniest Thor movie ever. Listener, if you've seen the movie, send us your thoughts. If you live overseas, you've seen it. We'll include it in our review. It's already made $28 million uh, yesterday in the international box office. So that could be like a $100 million, uh, opening weekend uh, at that pace. We'll just see. even be- before it opens here. So that's pretty crazy. It'll do well. It will do well. Rugs, uh, do, are you afraid it's going to be all comedy? Well, I'm going to withhold my opinion okay. until I see it. Yeah. But uh, I have a feeling from what I'm hearing that it's going to be more like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And if that's the case, I didn't really love that movie. And uh, I, I feel like I don't know if that's the right direction Marvel should be going in. But hey, uh, we'll see. Maybe it's going to hit me right. The Guardians did not. The jokes were flat and forced to me. So um, a lot of people disagree, and that's fine. But for me, I thought it were was a little flat. Well, well, the thing about Thor that's happened since the first two is that Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Chris, wow, Chris Hemsworth, say that five times fast, has Spit been uh, discovered as a more of a comedy actor. He's uh-huh. a lot better at comedy mm-hmm. than he is at anything mm-hmm. else. So. I think he went into this movie as like, let's bring that out of me. I don't mind Thor being like jovial yeah. and kind of uh, the butt of butt of jokes, or even like 
kind of clues, but everything else around him shouldn't shouldn't be like if Loki is joking, that that ruins Loki. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because Loki is kind of like not really a mirthy guy. Now it comes down to is YTT's sense of humor going to be a good fit with you know Thor and Chris's performance? I will say that it, it, the the other two Thor movies, although I enjoyed them didn't fully click. So if they're going to go yeah. in a, a little bit of a different direction, which it looks like they have, let's, let's see what happens. I, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, I think Thor clicked better in the, the non Thor movies, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Joss Whedon and the others. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there's elements that work and don't, and we could go into a, a big Thor review, but we, we're not going to do that. Well, no, we're not. But I wanted to mention io9 talked to uh, Taika Waititi and uh, they asked him, uh, you know, you got this unique comedy sense. What other characters do you think your brand of humor might fit with? And he said, in all honesty, I reckon I could probably bring something pretty unique to any of the franchises. So I'd love to see Black Widow. Oh, shit. He wants to make he would make a Marvel comedy with Black Widow. Crazy enough to work, or what? Why pick a the funny widow? Black Widow. Yeah, I mean, I think of that SNL skit where they made like a Black Widow rom com, but that was like obviously over the top. I mean, I that. don't think they let him go full out funny Black no. Widow, but yeah, I mean, they always have comedy in Marvel films, so yeah. And uh, Black Widow has yet to get a solo movie. He says, we know her story. It's very solid and dark, and her history is very dark. But what's the funny version of that? What's the more entertaining version of that? In a way, it could work. If you think of, like, the Hawkeye solo book that was out a couple years ago that was kind of like a, a, like a dry, you know, dark comedy. Like, you could do kind of like a weird dark comedy with Black Widow. I just thought, like, of all the people to pick to do a comedy, he says Black Widow. Very weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sold on that. <laughs> In other uh, Marvel Fox news, uh, you guys, this Venom movie is is is, is going to be made. Uh, they started production this week. They actually started production on this Venom movie for next October. Tom Hardy playing uh, Venom, also starring Riz Ahmed, Michelle Williams, and Reed Scott. First of all, I was surprised that I was like, oh, shit, this, this is actually happening. Uh, but Andy Serkis let it slip. That Venom is going to be mo-capped. Well, what else is it going to be? Uh, gonna be? Of course, it's going to be CGI. It's going to be all CGI. Big secret. Yeah, well, okay. So he says, uh, talking to Yahoo News, he's talking about this mocap technology. He says, acting is acting, and the more actors like Steve Zahn and Karen Conoval, who play Maurice in War for the Planet of the Apes, the more A-list actors that come on board, like Mark Rylance playing the BFG, or a lot of actors in the new Marvel films, he said before mentioning that Tom Hardy is playing a new character using performance capture. He didn't say Venom, but what other character could he be talking about? Uh, if Circus is like coaching Hardy for mocap for, for Venom, that's pretty cool. Uh, Tom Hardy as Venom is the only thing that interests me as far as this movie. I still don't think it's a good idea, but Tom Hardy in that role. Venom's pretty expressive. Yes. And, uh, you know, you can do a lot with Venom. So, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Because, uh, of course, he's going to be CG. There's no no question about it. Uh, yeah. I'm just surprised that this movie isn't being made at all. They're actually doing it. Let's see what they happens. bluffing. I'm gonna, that's going to be my thing for today. I'm going to say that. With see what happens. Let's just see let's, how the cookie crumbles. Boo. Uh, okay. So, speaking of Andy Serkis... Uh, in mocap technology, uh, there's a deleted scene that came out for War from Planet of the Apes, which is cool at a couple of levels. First, it shows you it's pre 
uh, the CGI. So you see Circus with all the dots acting his fucking ass off because he's awesome. But this clip explains what happens to Malcolm. Jason Clark's character from, uh, what was that? Dawn Rise, the second one. Uh, this, so I watched this clip and basically it's, uh, Caesar talking to Woody Harrelson, uh, as the Colonel and the Colonel says that he had crossed paths with Malcolm and Malcolm had told him about Caesar and said that he is a great leader that you should go talk to him. And then Caesar's like, what happened to Malcolm? And then the Colonel's like, well, I shot him. And that's pretty much the whole scene. So basically the Colonel runs in to Jason Clark, which Seems very convenient, yeah. and uh, he shot him. So that, that's why it's a deleted scene. I, I agree with this article. I like that that's not in there. Yeah. Because yep. I like that, actually, these movies never actually continued the through line of any of the, the human characters. That's a good point. Yeah. Why would these human characters last no. this long? And why would they cross right. paths? Right. And they, it makes sense that they would all die or, or find their own way and, and leave this journey. None of them. Yeah. None of them are in the other movies. And like it says here, we already know the colonel is evil. So that it, the scene doesn't do anything. It's just a little like closure for the first one. Uh, so that's cool. It's cool to see actual Andy Serkis's face. You like his face? Uh, I like his face. Oh, we'll see him in Black Panther. Uh, yeah. Uh, in a full. He's the claw. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the claw. He's got Ulysses like the weapon like, from the guy in the comics. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. One of the only two white people in the movie. Where's our white panther? What about us? <laughs> Where's my vitiligo panther? I deserve a vitil for the vitiligo sufferers. We should have a calico. Yeah, we should have a calico cat panther. <laughs> panther. <laughs> vitiligo panther. It's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. You don't have to do that. Isn't There's no outrage. Isn't a panther already like basically a form yeah, of vitiligo? We, we yeah. talked about we it. Talked about yeah, yeah. We, it's the reverse. The spots go away, and uh, he's got reverse vitiligo. Imran finds a way to shoehorn it into every conversation. <laughs> it's in my contract, motherfuckers. Yeah. How okay, much are you getting paid on this contract? <laughs> Pennies. The Society for Villa Vitiligo yes. Awareness like, cuts them a check every show. Siva. They're called Siva. Siva comes there. It's worse as PETA. They will throw black and white paint white on paint you. They will throw white paint all over you? They will just throw white. They should just start throwing PETA at people. <laughs> like people from PETA? work? Or like pita yeah. in like pita no, bread, like pita yeah. bread. Oh, pita bread! Yeah. Yes, yes. I that's it. Yeah. Or, or actual, actual actually like, workers of pita like throw their physical body at people. <laughs> pita should show, throw dried up. Hard I like pitas. the bread better. Yeah, because, pita bread. You know who doesn't like pita bread? Uh, yeah, at least it's got a pocket in it. You open it, yeah. there's a pocket. You put shit in there. It's a little envelope. It's a little delicious wheat gluten envelope. Oh, I love pita bread. Uh, you can wear it as a hat. <laughs> you can put some great junk food. You could put it on your hand like mittens. Like there's so many things you could do. Pita in in Chicago is the best fucking Middle Eastern food you're gonna find here for the money. Uh, okay, enough about fucking food. This isn't a food podcast. This it could be. This is the podcast where we shit on anything Zack Snyder is part of, and that is the Justice League, people. Uh, the whole, uh, the, the runtime oh, confusion. Kevin Halden making himself look like a moron now. A, uh, a little bit now. Kevin Halden did post on our Facebook group a post from some Indian dude named Vinay <laughs> confirming Great source. that Justice League was going to be like two Typical. hours and 50 minutes. Well, the runtime is out, and guess what, motherfuckers? This movie comes in at 121 minutes. Two hours, one minute, making it the shortest 
DCEU movie yet. Oh, shit. Which makes it automatically better than Batman vs. Oh, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, here's the numbers. Man of Steel, 143 minutes long. BVS, 151 minutes. Suicide Squad, 123. Wonder Woman, 141. Justice League will be rated PG-13. And honestly, I think... That that first of all, we know this two hour fifty minute version exists somewhere. It's gonna be on the Blu-ray like the two days after the movie comes out. Yeah, when absolutely when this will, movie gets terrible reviews and they they're like, Oh no, this it. is what we really want. And I still think it's fifty minutes of dream sequences within flashbacks. That's what I think that's fifty the minutes. The reason is. why they did this 121 minute cut is to make more money. That's all. You can play it more. Yeah, you can have more showings. That's right. They need as many showings, they need to cram in as many showings opening weekend so they can make the most money before they start getting the negative press. I mean, honestly, I think this may, like, the Screen Rant has an article saying this is a good thing. Like, why this is good? I think it's a good thing because yeah. it's going to force them to, to fucking cut out all the bullshit. And they even, like, break down, like, look, in a two-hour movie, you could do this three-arc story solidly. And three arcs being Bruce gets the team together. Uh, then they got to fight Dark Side in the middle, and, and, and they lose. Then third act, fucking Superman comes back and helps him out, and everybody wins. And then the more he time, a Wolf. The yeah. more time you give Zack Snyder, the more time he has to screw it up. The more slow mo shots just yeah. taking up space. They just cut out all the dream sequences. All the dream sequences. <laughs> Half cut out of the, the, the tra- cut out the trailer for the next like five films. Yes, cut out anything setting up the next fucking movie or any other movie. You're not Look the, again. This movie has to introduce God, Batman us. Batman vs Superman like needed less runtime yes. and more runtime yes. at the same exact time. Yes, this is why I'm really wor- like cutting it down could be a good thing, but can it also really like the editing could be all fucked. Uh, this is a movie with technically seven main characters, dozens of supporting characters. We haven't even met three of the Justice League. They have to set all that shit up in two hours and one minute. You're forgetting about the Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be uh, probably post credit scene with uh, the seventh dude. Well, there's six. And there's going to be. I don't fucking know. We got Dirtbag Aquaman. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Early box office tracking uh, saying uh, 110 to 100. Wait, what is this? 110 to 120 million now? Yeah. Cool. For, in the U.S. And it can do it. Rugs, do you think now that Punisher is coming out the same day as Justice League, do you think Justice League opening weekend box office is going to take a hit? What, that Punisher is coming out on Netflix? Punisher is dropping on Netflix. Did you ask me this last week? No, no. Yeah, I asked you this last week. No. No, you don't think Absolutely so? Absolutely not. No, because Netflix is always going to be there. Correct. Yeah. But I just, I talked to some people who were like, I'm going to watch Punisher first and fuck Justice League. And Anthony last week. You said you would go see Justice League because Netflix is going to be there. Rugs, what do you do on the 17th? What do you do? I never go watch big movies when they open. Okay. I always wait for the following week when the theater is not like a fucking madhouse. Well, you're fucking up their opening box already. Yeah. So fuck the opening weekend. (laughs) Just in general. What uh, movie will make more money? I, I mean, I th- I would think this movie will, but more than Justice Thor. League or Thor? Yeah, and America. Like you, the two weeks in between, will Thor well, still America be a is the thing. only place that really counts? I yeah. think that maybe Justice League will edge out the Thor yeah. in the opening weekend, mm-hmm. and then but Thor will kill it in the mm. long run. There's no way that should happen. By the way, Justice League should kill it. I think Rugs, you may be right. I feel like Justice League's gonna have a huge drop, just like BBS did, and Thor will have legs because people are just gonna have a blast and be like, "This is the funniest movie ever." I- I'm gonna lean towards Justice League just because I just can't believe that a Thor movie would beat a Justice League movie, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised. Look, Thor's already got good hype. Yeah. Yes, 
All right. It's got a 98 on the tomatometer, yeah. whatever that yeah. is. Tomatometer. Your mometer. <laughs> Your mama's mometer. And it's uh, people like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, even though it wasn't the greatest movie. So if they're going in with that same uh, bar set yeah. right there yeah. and they're like, oh, I want it to be funny like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and they're going to accept that. Yeah. It's going to do great. It's a good, the Guardians is kind of a good lead into this, uh, you know, to your point. They've already got them in mood for a sci-fi space epic that's really funny, you know? Yeah. Now you want to see more of that. So, look, Justice League is supposed to be their Avengers. The Avengers opened to $200 million on its opening weekend. Avengers also, though. But they had a big uh, lead up they of had four years. They had a build up. It was yes. the first time. It just yeah. is, this isn't the first time now. This isn't. But did you notice the marketing on uh, Thor? How they're pushing the team aspect? Yeah, the Revengers. Oh, they're trying. They're trying to go up against the Justice. They're like League. I'm forming a team, oh, and then shit. they said the big guy, yeah. this guy, yeah. and that yeah. guy. So it's they're basically doing a backdoor team. Yeah. And it's like a buddy space movie with Hulk and Thor and Doctor Strange yeah. and Valkyrie. and uh, It's not really a solo movie anymore. No, it's definitely an ensemble movie. And we've seen in Civil War, even these like solo movies become these like awesome ensemble movies. Right. Which, You're an uh, ensemble movie. I'm a vitiligo ensemble. A little right. bit of brown. Little... I can't wait until uh, this comes out. Uh, I will be there. Uh, For what? Thor or Justice League? Mm, fuck Thor mostly, then Justice League. Justice well, League. That, will... That's the order it's coming out in, so you're good. So Justice League, I want to be there to watch the train wreck. I'm getting another BVS vibe. Like I want to be there to watch this train wreck day one. I find it curious it that the Justice League is coming out in less than a month, and we're yeah. not seeing any reviews. I mean, what? Yeah, I have a funny feeling that I'm gonna like this movie Justice League better than Thor. Whoa! Holy really? shit. Okay, I, prediction. I have a feeling there, because there's a prediction. If I come out of it like if I come out of it with Guardians of the Galaxy two feels, where I feel like there's too many forced jokes yeah, and they're dropping the ball for you. Um, I might like a straight up comic translation that looks like a living with a, comic with a book. fucking dirtbag Aquaman and a goofy idiot Flash. Yeah, those characters are not quite right, but I mean, still. But still, the Flash does crack jokes. He does crack jokes. And is lighthearted. Yes. All right, so that's kind of not off target that much, but douchebag Aquaman (laughs) is kind of an improvement in a way. But, you know, it's Namor. They're basically doing Namor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Namor's a dick. He's got to be a dick. He's Dickwoman. Sticking with the DCEU, here's a bit of news that we are officially supposed to announce that has given John Bellotti wood. So wait, this, this news here, it's official? It is. Oh, you got to play like a special bumper for this. Is, well, it, it's, is it official? Really? I, I saw I it. I thought it was on. in talks. Well, go ahead. Let's say what we're talking about. I think so. They have cast the next movie DCEU is going to do after Aquaman. They have announced Shazam and they have. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. That's official. Right. Okay, I'm confused. Yeah, but, no, you're gonna have to edit this uh, out because yeah, now it's I, a whole gonna, fucking no, mess. No, leave it the way it is so the Imran looks like a moron. <laughs> I jumped to the next thing. This is not official. Yeah, okay. Okay. This Shazam does not give John Bellotti any kind of sensation. <laughs> well, Shazam area. may give Bellotti wood. No. I totally jumped to the next thing. Bellotti has wood over the fact that the raid director Gareth Evans is in talks to do a solo. Deathstroke movie. Geek Boner. Deathstroke just will not die. Look, we saw a version of him in a in a teased clip from Ben Affleck, and we thought he was going to be in the Justice League. 
now that uh, Joss Whedon has finished the movie, I don't think he's going to be in there. Then when Ben Affleck was going to write and direct the Batman solo movie, we thought Deathstroke, Joe Manginello, would paint Deathstroke in the Batman movie. Well, Matt Reeves is not the director. He's thrown out Affleck's script. He's starting from scratch. What was that Joker movie that was rumored? The Joker origin movie? Yeah, who was going to do oh, that? Uh, Scorsese, Scorsese, produced by Scorsese. With, they're trying oh, to get yeah. fucking DiCaprio. That's the thing. I can't get too excited about this because there's always these rumors, but... So Bellotti has wood because of the pick of the director. And this isn't the Godzilla guy. I kept reading this as Gareth Edwards. I was like, oh, the guy. And it's not. This is the other Gareth that we got confused all the time when we talk about Gareth Edwards. Gareth Evans, who's done The Raid and The Raid 2. And I watched the, the trailers for The Raid and The Raid 2. And I'll tell you. You've never seen these. No, you gotta watch the, I need just, to see. Just go right. on the action scenes and you'll be like, yes. oh, okay. That's why the, ra- yeah, the raid came out in 2011, raid two in 2014. And just by watching some clips in the trailer, you get a clear indication that this motherfucker knows how to direct some action scenes like John Woo style action scenes. Yeah. He like incorporated like a lot of MMA moves yes. into like the, into the, you know, martial arts, typical stuff that comes out of Hong Kong. Actually, this is a, I don't know if it's Hong Kong movies. It's, yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's like, a Welsh guy who just is like into well, martial no, arts. I don't movies. know if the movies are actually they're from the Hong Kong scene or from another. They're not I in don't English, know exactly. right? No, they're not in English. I don't. Yep. In, oh, they yes. are in okay. So, um, yeah. So I, before I speak, you know, you know uh, about the who, the wrong area of the country that we're talking about, because <laughs> I I don't want to generalize, but but um, anyway, like the the typical stuff that you get is either Thai. Uh, like like Ong Bak, yeah. or you get like you know the karate stuff that or whatever Chinese. kung fu stuff, yeah. the wushu yeah. stuff that you get out of the Hong Kong. So this is like a whole new brand of action, <sighs> and it's kind of like bone breaking. It's hard hitting and it's very well directed, and uh, the movie's really cool. So uh, it's nonstop action the whole movie. It serves Deathstroke really well because if this guy knows about how to make a martial arts action sequence that's different and new and fresh. That's what you need in Destro. Cause we've seen so many like John wicks and, you know, matrixes and all these other fucking movies over. Don't forget Deadpool too, which is everyone confuses Deathstroke with. Yes. So it has to be different. It has to be completely branded differently. It's gotta be a martial arts film. Yeah. It reminded me like his stuff reminded me a little bit of like what obviously inspired John wick. Uh, and like the mar- not only martial arts, the gunplay, the weapon play is fucking. And, I mean, you see the you see the uh, influence in Daredevil season one. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I and I, I I gotta I gotta watch these movies. I will look up the clips. But that's why Bellotti has wood because this director is getting a shot at like a big budget movie. Now, here's the thing: the D- DCEU they got like 17 movies in development. Who knows when the fuck this thing is ever? Yeah, and a lot of their stuff. Yes, some of it never gets made. This is an exciting announcement that they're in talks. Hopefully it works out and he gets to do it. Because, yeah, I watched the trailer and then I just like, I pictured Deathstroke in the scene and I was like, holy shit, that would be amazing. That's Manu Bennett back on uh, Arrow, new season also. So you get Deathstroke there. Twice the stroke. Twice the Deathstroke. (laughs) Two strokes are better than one. Lots of death. Lots of death, two strokes. Two strokes and then you're dead. He should have. A, okay, we think we've beat we this should to have, death. He should have a catchphrase. Like, <laughs> we beat it up. Death strokes be like. You beat the shit out of this. Time to stroke out. Like, if Arnold played Death Stroke. <laughs> He's still that's going. What he would do. Okay, look, now next, let's move on to the, the news story that I confused with this one. 
And that is Shazam has been cast. They've cast the Shazam. This is what I was talking about before. This is the next DCEU movie that they said they're making after Aquaman pushing Flashpoint back because I still don't think that has a director or a script or they don't know what they're doing. But playing uh, Shazam, the adult version, is uh, Zachary Levy, who is uh, Chuck from TV's Chuck. He was in Thor, and too. He, he was. Gonna, and Andrew, he, I think. Yeah, he's yep. in, uh, we will see him in uh, Ragnarok. He's in Ragnarok also. Really? He was in Dark World. And he's in well. Dark World. He wasn't in the original. Minor Thor, Thor uh, role. But you guys remember Chuck? Like, would you look at that guy and be like, oh, yeah, he'd make a good Shazam. I don't know. Well, he's really tall. He's tall. He can bulk up a little, or and yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it, I wouldn't. He's not the first person you think yeah. of, but he can definitely. It's gonna put be on the suit, weight. though. The yeah. suit's gonna do everything. They're just gonna put the muscle pads in there, and that'll that'll he be. He's uh, he's got good comedic chops. So, but the director David F. Sandberg is like a horror director. He did the he did Conjuring, Annabelle's Creation, and the Conjuring Universe, and a movie called Lights Out. Well, if they do Shazam the way they've been doing him lately, yeah. he'll be this big buff dude that acts like a child. Cause he's, he's he Billy Batson. He's a little kid. Right. And then, uh, he, yeah, I'm sad. John Cena didn't get the role. I don't know. He's supposed to be in Ragnarok too. Remember like a year ago, we were like, John- you're sad that John Cena didn't <laughs> no, get to no, be. Not. He looks Don't like Shazam. Wow. That's all. No, he doesn't. No, he looks like John Cena. So, and I guess at the, the last article in Hollywood <laughs> reporter, it says the film is being developed concurrently with a film focusing on Shazam villain, black Adam to star Dwayne Johnson. Who's gonna be the little boy? I don't know. Who would you who would you pick? Somebody somebody know. from Stranger Things, no doubt. I can't yeah, think of a little one boy. Of those kids. Just grab They're one of the fucking it Stranger Things. You gotta grab like a punk ass little boy. Yeah, because he was like a little pot like a little pickpocket. He's a little shit like a little head, street yeah. urchin. Right. And, then, and yeah. then an old man finds him and doesn't molest him and gives him powers, which <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> You're saying that from experience? I can't even follow that. <laughs> okay, last thing in mo- <laughs> mo- movie news. Uh, guys, Regal Cinema is uh, trying uh, something weird. They're going to... This is funny to They're going to toy with something called dynamic pricing. Let me... Oh, don't... don't Something called dynamic pricing. Come on. Don't, it's, don't be that naive. That, it, dynamic, called, dynamic pricing has been around. Oh, okay. There's, they're going to attempt dynamic pricing. Let me ask you this. Just as a moviegoer... You go to the movie theater and there's a big budget movie like Justice League. And then there's a shit movie like Geostorm. <laughs> One movie is like $20. Justice League. Geostorm shit movie, $5. Which one do you go see? Well, if you're a cheap bastard, you go see Geostorm. They're testing right? dynamic pricing next year at select theaters. You would pay more for a hit film, but less for a flop. Oh, shit. But that's the greatest thing. It's like you automatically get branded as the shitty yeah, movie. Yeah, yes, funny. By the price point. That's funny. Yes. Yeah, the, the price point is funny. I'll say I'll I'll throw in though that this happens already in sports. Ah, like better teams that come into town get the premier teams. Sure. Yeah. Also, they, this happens already in movie theaters. If you go during the fucking matinee, that's a good point. That's not based on get, the success of the movie though. Right, this is right, very but weird. I'm saying people are kind of used to paying different prices for different times. I think, honestly, I think... But this is funny, though. I didn't think of the Rug Boys <laughs> point of it branding a shitty movie. Don't worry about your... It's like, your movie's yeah. shitty. Guess five, what? It's five dollars. <laughs> I honestly think it will help these shittier movies. Like, I think it would get more people to be like, 
Really? Fuck it, let's go. I will go be like, like can I have uh, two tickets to the shitty yeah, movie? I'll be like five Thank bucks. You. I'll go see this. Fuck it. If Star Wars is yeah, like thirty dollars now, I want to see the steaming pile of dog shit movie, please. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, that that? wouldn't that be the opposite effect? Is like, damn, that movie sucks. I'm not seeing that movie. <laughs> but and now they have like no. Ah, that's just weird. You. That is a weird thing. The dynamic pricing. Who, who like who decides that? Yes. How do you decide? What decides what's a flop and what's what's not? What's a success? Like how? Right. Like so, if it's fifteen dollar average ticket price, like you may pay twenty dollars for the better movie, ten bucks to see the shittier movie. I don't. Or will it be like when the movie is on its like last legs? Will they? Cut down the price. See, I would like that. I think like the last week of the run of the movie, you cut the fucking ticket price in half. I will go see it again and again. Like a, a good movie. I don't know. Let's, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't think this will affect my movie spending habits at all. But then like they bring up a good point. Like sleeper hits like Get Out. Would they even get a chance to compete? It's just weird because you think the product is the same. Everything was even priced despite the matinee pricing, whatever. Right. It just this. Yeah, I, I would keep it just the same price. Yeah. Not being not thinking business wise, but I would keep it the same price just because. How the fuck do you decide? I don't know. Do you go by like Rotten Tomato scores, and then those numbers became even more important? Like now they're actually affecting the box office because anything eighty and above costs more or something. That would right. be fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's a marketing disaster. The rise of pirating mm. media, people. This is yeah, it. And then I'm looking at this article. So let's say Regal does this. Is pointed on the article. They charge you twenty bucks right. to see Star Wars, but AMC it, right down the street doesn't do dynamic pricing. They're doing your fifteen dollar. Nobody's going to. Why Regal. the fuck am I going to Regal? See, for it to work, <laughs> everyone would have to do it. Right. Otherwise, unless Regal's like stepping up their movie theater game and giving you like a fucking blowjob. Yeah, I was while gonna you watch say, what do you get a fucking handy? Whoa. You get a fucking yeah. reach around while you're watching the movie. I was gonna say free popcorn, but you know, <laughs> hey, I was gonna say like caramel corn, but he uh, that uh, escalated quickly. Hey, it's dark in there. I don't care what puts what gets on there. There's a hole in my popcorn bucket. I don't know why. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, yeah. Well, well, look. If they you get foot massages when you pay the twenty bucks, maybe I'll go fucking see the Regal. But yeah, I, I'll probably try it and then just abandon it because it's stupid and or, it's not going to work. Or maybe it'll work. Or it's the new model of going you know to what? the theater. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Moving <laughs> on to more, we'll see shit uh, on the small screen. I got a couple of trailers from the Netflix. Uh, the Godzilla Monster Planet anime. It's got yeah. another trailer, and uh, you see a lot of Godzilla in this trailer. Uh, it's yes. pretty cool. It's all in Japanese in the beginning. Yeah, I found that dubious. So I imagine they're saying things like, oh, there's Godzilla, and we have all this future tech, yet we all have similar haircuts and pointy chins. I don't know why. And then uh, Godzilla shows up and uh, blasts shit. Uh, so do you want to know what they're saying? Does that affect your, like, am I going to watch this? Well, if you're watching a trailer to a movie... You should have some sense of what's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, why don't they just put captions on this fucking thing? That just seems odd to me that they wouldn't put captions on it. I like the way Godzilla looks, though. It's pretty. He's. Uh, I. I'm. I'm. The jury's out for me. We'll like, see. I, I think. I think that he looks okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll but, see. But um. <laughs> what do you mean? We'll see. I we can know. look at it. Oh yeah, it's right here. <laughs> what do you think, Anthony? I'm not as. I'm not a big. I'm not that excited about this, just because I'm not really into anime. Yeah. Um, but I What's do like boy? the way Godzilla looks. Yeah, I'm not. He's not my not my all time favorite design, but I, I can get with this. It's like I like it better than Shin. Yeah. I do. I oh, do kind of like it. I like it better. Marginally yeah. better yeah. than yeah. Shin. Yeah. Yes. But he's fighting like uh, spaceships and there's Robots flying and shit. There's like one shot where he like jumps on something. I don't know if I like that. Oh, he's jumping. 
Is that, I don't know if that's, no, that's him. That's, no, that's, that's oh, not no, him. That's, a that's flying, a, it's one of the oh, flying kaijus. Got it. Yeah. It's some shit that lives inside of him. Like they're like parasites. Oh, oh, that's kind of like feed off of that. Was in uh, they had then Godzilla Returns or eighty four, eighty five. He had giant parasites. They're in the beginning of that movie. Yeah, one of the guys kills the parasite inside him. It's like giant crabs that were living on. They're like living on like yeah, lice. It was fucking actually kind of creepy. It was pretty genius. Yeah, and then they ripped that off in Cloverfield. Oh, did they? I never seen Cloverfield. Oh, you got to never seen Cloverfield? No. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch things. Did he have crabs from skanky kaiju sex? Is that what happened? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're all in his like pubic region. Yeah, just wait so, till. Yeah, don't get underneath him. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till he meets Ramadan and Ghetto Robo. That's all I'm saying. Yes, oh, shit. that's a oh, fuck. That is, that is deep cuts. You got to like really pay attention to our show. Major, yeah, that's for, major team up. That's for like four guys. <laughs> don't get that. Four kaiju nerds that listen. Okay, the other trailer. For a movie, and we have a release date, is Bright. David Ayer's Bright, starring Will Smith uh, in this sci-fi fantasy buddy cop uh, film that's coming out December 22nd. Uh, In this trailer, you get a little more story, a little more tone. You find out the magic wand is like a nuclear weapon. There's elves. There's a couple of funny jokes. What do you guys think of this uh, this second trailer? I try to reconcile this. Like... I'm like, okay, what am I watching right. here? But uh, I, then I, I made sense of it. I was like, what if Lord of the Rings really happened? And it was like a long time ago. And ah. uh, the world just continued. Yes. And, uh, you know, the races were all, these races that are in Lord of the Rings are present in today's world. That's kind of what it is. That's uh, that's yeah. interesting. They just continue to live and then man involved. And now orcs are like gangsters and shit uh, in South yeah, Central. Yeah, they just somehow learned to live together in a certain kind of a Tentative piece. Anthony, what'd you think of this? I liked the first trailer better. Oh, really? I think this one was, it didn't sell me as hard as the first trailer. I do enjoy the music. I wanted to mention the music. I do enjoy the music. I do like that it kind of just doesn't really make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't really know what I'm, I'm like, it's orcs, like, and elves and shit and magic yeah, thrown into yeah, like yeah. southeast LA, South yeah, Central LA. Central. I just explained. I just explained yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's why. But Hope. like, I, I don't know if that's actually how what it is. <laughs> I, they, I, I'm I'm gonna say with like seventy percent certainty that's not Lord of the Rings, but something to that nature. Like these things were always kind of like a Game yes. of Thrones. Like these things were always fairy tales, but they ended up being real and they and they're around. Well, and the they orcs are like society. the the shitheads. It's just a different reality. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got you got a, like a bunch of different things going. You got like Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, all the that all everything we just talked about. Who's yeah. directing again? David Ayer. From, David uh, Ayer. You got, Squad. you got the funky music. You got it on Netflix. Like this could all like either be a huge train wreck or be like right, something. Right. Some, right. And it, it's cute. I got think my it'll be meh at worst. Yeah. You know what? That Shrek line. Like I was totally expecting a Shrek line, and then he said it, and it was kind of funny because there's a lot of swearing in the trailer, but. I was like, uh, look, he's like, go back, go back to Fiona, you Shrek looking motherfucker. I'm hoping that they, that this doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what they're expecting it to do. I don't know how Netflix yeah, works. There's with no their, numbers. There's no box well, office or more anything subscribers. Like that, so. That's all, uh, that's all they want. Now, as well, wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. Though, yeah. Um, I do get the sense though, that David Ayer is a, a big tryhard. Yeah. And <laughs> that he, he just kind of throws everything <laughs> Yeah, at you yeah. sort of like Zack Snyder. Yeah, so see what know. happens. See what we'll sticks. Mm. I so get the, the, I did, just especially after Suicide Squad and how that film came off as trying really hard. 
to impress you? Well, and like we don't really know like how much they reshot and cut up and changed his thing. It could have been all there, you know. I, there's no subtlety. It seems no, like to me no, what no. David Ayer does. Now, I, I did love to throw the, a shit ton of pop culture at you <laughs> along with some weird shit. And we'll see. What some music. I love the music. We talked a lot about music and trailers last week. I really enjoyed this, this new, and I know, and I know the soundtrack's current because the, there's names of people I, uh, I, I've just heard of in the periphery. So I'm like, Oh, this must be current. Anthony, you probably know these guys. Oh, I do. Migos and Marshmallow. Well, no, Migos, Migos. Is different than Marshmallow. Okay, but there's a track where they're both on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, future. I've heard of Future. Yeah. I think I like Lil Uzi Vert. I hate, Lil Uzi Vert. Hate yeah. that name. And Steve Aoki. Uh, I've heard. Yeah. In in the yeah, EDM. That's all uh, like prime pop culture, hip hop, and EDM. Yeah, you got you got mumble rap yeah, in mumble there. Mumble rap. Somewhat lucid yeah, rap yeah. in there. And you got a famous DJ in there. And I don't know about Uzi, Uzi Vert. I think he's like, a rapper. Uzi Vert is a, uh, is a rapper as well. Is he mumbly? Does he mumble? Sort of. He's kind of like a mumbler, kind of, sort of. Yeah. I, I, honestly, Louis Vert, I get confused with <laughs> five other rappers. Yes. So. There's Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert. They're all Lil, Lil Yachty, fucking yeah. something. Well, Marshmallow. So Marshmallow's like the current. He's like the EDM, the DJ that sounds like Chipmunks. Okay. They're singing all okay. the time. And okay. Steve Aoki's been around for a while, but he's. Yeah. He's pretty popular. I think the as well. song in the trailer is uh, "Migos and Marshmallow." I liked, I liked the, I liked the beats. I, I've liked Some both songs. I, the, the the first trailer had a better song. It oh, had like, okay. I think Ty Dolla Sign on oh, it. He's and on, yeah, he's on Kiara, the soundtrack too. And it was actually yeah. pretty decent. Those were they are also on the soundtrack. So pretty fucking contemporary hip soundtrack, I guess, because I don't know any of these people. So I'm just assuming. Wow, what a hip soundtrack! I've never heard of these people. It's, it is a hip soundtrack. It, it is, is a soundtrack that will date itself immediately. Oh, yes. okay. So kind of like the new metal on Daredevil 2003. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, same effect. It's like a snapshot of what, what, what's wrong with America. And that kind of, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> oh, shit. wow. That works on. Netflix. I, I enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy yeah. it, but yeah. I know that it's not great. It works on Netflix. Yeah, you know it'll be gone. Yeah, it's, and no this one isn't give a shit, shit about that's it. gonna last. No, and when the music gets stale, Netflix just takes the movie off and never puts it back on. You know, <laughs> that's the beauty of the Netflix. They could take shit on this and off. This isn't timeless. No, whatever they want. It's very much of the time. The other big thing that's gonna get people to subscribe to Netflix that also dropped yesterday or today, I forgot. Stranger Things season two. Geek Boner. I have watched Already out. I, it was show. out. Yep, it's out. I watched two episodes. Already seen two episodes it's very good great uh more of the same from last season great con- continuity continuation great cunt, great cunt. uh no i didn't say that uh but you got some new people you got uh sean astin you got fat frodo fat rudy he's he's in it playing what he always plays now is like the mom's new husband or the mom's schlubby boyfriend like that's every sean astin role in the last 10 years he does it well and you got Paul Reiser playing evil scientist guy, which he also plays well, and he's played that before. Uh, so it's good. I I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm just saying it. I can't wait to watch the rest. There's only nine episodes. Stop talking. Uh, the reason I mention this is that Netflix is getting into the after show business, made popular by Chris Hardwick and like Talking Dead. And do you like that so show? Those I used shows? to watch them all the time, and I've stopped like, watching them. Orphan Black had a show. Mr. Robot had a show. But I then, hate after shows. So. I fucking hate when I heard that they're launching one for Stranger Things. I I was like, how the fuck? It's called Beyond Stranger Things. At first, I was like, how the fuck are you supposed to do this? Because the whole idea of after show is you got one episode and then everyone's on the same page and you watch the after show. Well, this is the thing I don't like about after shows. 
They, they, they're never critical. Yeah. They, they have to like blow the the show. The, the show after shows are too masturbatory. They really are, and yeah. this one is going to be no different. It's hosted by Jim Rash, who is the principal on Community, and it's going to have stars from the show, the executive producer, and the Duffer Brothers, the creators. So believe sounds like me, they'll be real critical. Nobody's saying anything critical. The only thing, uh, the only after show I've yeah. liked yeah. is yeah. Game of Thrones because it's like five minutes long. That's and not it's an the, after show though. That's, well, I know, but it, yeah. it is after the show. So but technically, it would like be an after inside show. The, the episode yeah but anything yeah. like that yeah where it's like them kind of explaining their yes. thought process on yes. what the character motives are yeah. is way better this is your typical after show that everyone knows it's a round table everyone's sitting around shooting the shit oh how'd that feel the film that? having fun so this is how they're gonna do it they all seven episodes of the after show have also come out and they said you have to watch all the stranger things and then you can watch the after show because don't don't do it one at a time. You got to watch the whole season first, and then you can appreciate some behind scenes shit, whatever. But uh, I just thought that was interesting that like Netflix has a fucking. It has to be done like a behind the scenes thing, and not really like a let's inf- let's like blow each yeah. other. Because uh, I don't. Is Chris want Hardwick to do it. No, Jim Ra- Jim Rash. Jim Rash, who's going to blow all of them anyway. Oh, my God. The best Walking Dead yeah, episode ever. Episode. But <laughs> he, like, whores himself so much in that fucking after he's show. He's making shitloads of money whoring himself I'm out sure. to uh, yeah. being the nerd. So, Stranger Things Season 2. Again, listener, if you've seen it, send us your thoughts. I want to know what you thought of the show. I'd want to make a ton of money, too, and I probably would do the same thing and cut my balls off and have no opinion about anything, <laughs> but... I find it very annoying. Uh, Kevin Smith kind of uh, suffers the same thing now, oh, too. He's so. terrible, too. Yeah, but that's the thing. Nobody is blaming you for hosting the right. show and and being that guy. But the point is, is that uh, who wants to watch? Well, you're getting that? paid right. to make a giant commercial for the fucking show. Yeah. Now the Game of Thrones, yeah, behind the scenes, inside the episode uh, bits are are so good. But this is like a little talk show with the studio audience. Uh, last thing in the news for Netflix and our new section for today: Vincent D'Onofrio coming back. Daredevil season three confirmed, and we got a new show runner uh, for the season. Three, season two at Marco Ramirez. Uh, this season's showrunner, his name is uh, Eric Old. Rizza. <laughs> it's not the Rizza, although it should be. All of the <laughs> Wu-Tang should get directing jobs making Marvel TV shows. Now, producer Eric Olison, who's produced Arrow and The Man in the High Castle, which I heard is a very good show. Uh, he he's uh, yeah, named better than Arrow. Yeah, well, yeah. He's been named uh, the new showrunner for season three, and they need a new showrunner. Yes, because the guys that did season two, I think, also did Defenders. Ugh. Well, at least it wasn't Scott Buck. No, Scott Keep Buck him is fucking far awful. away from anything. You still watching Inhumans? You know, I bet no, you are. I watched. I, I'm gonna watch it. I watched the second episode. I don't even remember what happened. Maybe I watched the third episode. Well, I think we all watched the second. It was the first and second oh, episodes. It was one the week. Third episode. Yeah. I watched one more and I don't remember and I and I really I've been watching other stuff. I have no I'll watch it one day. It's dude, uh, there's another article. The ratings are horrible and IMAX just came out today and they were like, "Yeah, we made a mistake uh picking up on the Inhumans. Uh we thought it was going to be better." Did they say <laughs> yes, that really? They were like, "We were we're going to be more conservative with these things in the future." Uh-huh. Is the words they used? conservative yeah, they're like shit fucking take a risk do something they cool. said they were expecting a big budget show and not a tv pilot which is what we got in imax so you that's what you would think that's right? what you would, you would think, think yes. that if you're throwing something on imax yep. 
But you'd go but go hard in the paint. No. Yeah. No paint at all. Soft in the paint bucket. I don't know. I think that's a sports. You understand term. that reference? Yeah, it's yeah. a basketball. Oh, basketball, yeah. right? Yeah. I just realized what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Soft in the paint. <laughs> Who cares? Jock said that. There you go. But Denafrio being back gives me hope they're gonna do Born Again storyline. And I, I miss so. they teased it, right? Yeah. Because he gets picked he gets he gets uh, he's in the he's in the he's nun with house. Sister Maggie, who may yeah, or may not his be mom. his mom, his biological mom, which is like the first page in Born Again. Uh, that would be cool. I've missed the D'Onofrio as the kingpin. He's amazing. But why do you uh, why do you throw the in front of people? It's names? a very uh, Midwest thing. Like I'll is do it? it when I'm like I'm going to the jewels or I'm going to. Is it a Midwest? I thing? think it's a Midwest thing. I put the. I've never in said that in my life. The, really? Yeah. All right, maybe it's brain damage. Yeah, it doesn't work when you're talking from someone who is also from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Anthony uh, comes from <laughs> a different side of the street than uh, I grew up on. I don't know. There you go. It's city. I don't know. I put the in. David Letterman used to also do that, and he's from Gary, Indiana. This is why I made the connection that mm. this must be a Midwest. I was genuinely thing. curious. Gary, Gary, Gary Indiana. Well, the Jackson Five also though. Come on. Anything named after Gary is <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Keep your windows and car doors locked and just keep yeah, driving. Yeah, the skyline consists of industrial smokestacks. Uh, that's really what they keep driving. Don't open the windows. Maybe go to the casino. There's a casino. Oh, that's, in that's in Hammond. That's closer. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't go to Gary, but I will continue to put the in front of things just like this. That is the end of the news. We're going to take a quick break, play a couple of promos of some independent pods you guys should check out. And we'll continue with The Walking Dead. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridew, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please, join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Hey there, everyone. My name's Carlos. And I'm Joe. Are you wondering what Captain America has to say about fascism, what the Iron Giant has to do with communism, or whether or not George Bush is the real Batman? Well, you are now. Have all your newfound questions answered on Thundersmash, as Carlos and I, and a parade of guests, dive into the nitty-gritty of your favorite nerdy stories to find out what they have to say about life's big philosophies and ideas. You can hear it all on www.thundersmash.com. See you there. Thanks for listening, listener. That's a lot of listens. You, listener, are listening to this now. Hearing Fuck off, listener. Fuck off, listener. But if you don't want to fuck off and you enjoy the show and you want more show, let me tell you what you got to do. You got to join our awesome fan club on Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com. Slash Patreon, where for a low, low monthly pledge, you will get access to bonus podcast episodes every week. And we got another new Patreon. Another one. Another one. This one. Another one. It's got a, and another one. This dude's got a great name. Probably my favorite Patreon name, possibly. 
Huge shout out and thank you to Bosco Gabriel. Wow. For joining the fan club, supporting the show. Bosco, I love saying your name. It reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. None of our fans' parents named them with normal names. Bosco. Just call your kid Bobby. No. no. Bosco. Bosco and Chocolate Tane. Yes. Yeah. Tane. Uh, Rain Tane. Uh, you, you guys, yeah. uh, you guys know, do you know the Seinfeld episode? You guys know what Bosco is? Isn't it chocolate? I know where Costco is. It's it's not Costco. Bosco is the original chocolate Roscoe. syrup from the 20s mm. uh, that you mix That's like in. chocolate tane. It's chocolate tane. <laughs> yes, look. We tie it all together. Oh, shit. I know where Roscoe Village is. Roscoe Village, great place to hang out. I know not- Roscoe P. Coltrane Roscoe from- uh- Boss Hog. Dukes yeah. of Hazard. <laughs> he was an underling. That that flag on top of that card takes on a whole new meaning. You watch the show now. Let me tell no, you, you what. you can't watch it anymore. It's, it's very done. awkward. It's very awkward. But Bosco Seinfeld episode and uh, chocolate syrup. And I just imagine Bosco has siblings and their names are Ovaltine and Strawberry Nesquik is his sister's name. Uh, <laughs> My sister great. Nesk. No, he's going to stop listening <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Bosco, don't stop listening. You are awesome. If you want to be like Bosco, be you like be made fun of by us. Hashtag be like Bosco. <laughs> Is he from Moscow? Bosco from Moscow went to he- the Costco uh, to get uh, some Roscoe. He's reliving his childhood right now. <laughs> he's like all of the fucking bullies. He's having like traumatic flashbacks. Sorry, yeah. Look, my name is Imran Bosco. But we have a you're... jock here. He should be doing this, but it's Imran. The nerd is doing it. You think yeah. I'd know better with like, a fucking tables of turn? It's 2016, with baby. A, with a 2016, what fucking year are you in? It's a fucking inside joke. That was last year. Oh. Inside to who? Not us. Bar- Barstool Sports. Okay. Bosco, thank you for joining. Be like Bosco. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Okay. What year are you on? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're I'm trying know. to get to 2018. <laughs> I, I can't wait to. I, I choose to la- believe it's 2016. Okay. This is the Mandela effect. I will agree to disagree. I mean, really, though, what year? What, 26, 2017 is not the year. It's, this isn't our, This no, isn't really the year. It's technically, the number is arbitrary. Yes. Yeah, that, because we started it when fucking Christ was born. Right. It's been 2017 oh, years. It's, been like, it's like way more time. So the, the year is actually like 1976539431. Yeah, crazy. One. It's an absurd number. Ah, time is a elusive. But then, bitch. but in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a fucking drop in the bucket, depending on how much time the universe has been it, around. It is a blink. Actually, it's like 300 years after Jesus died. Is it? Is that when yeah. they started? Yeah, because oh. the Romans co-opted the uh, the religion and then restarted the calendar. Oh, this mm. isn't the fucking hardcore and the fucking podcast. Romans crucified the man. Yeah, 300 years earlier. Yeah. Or, 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 or ridiculous, like maybe 100 years earlier. It was like a long time before they decided to... Uh, I don't want to do a lesson. Like, this whole year thing is bullshit. It, it really is, which is why when Y2K we happened, should find the, like, nothing Chinese happened. Thing. Yes. What's the Chinese Chinese ball? are like 5,000. The Muslim who's calendar got, is at like 15 the something. The Jewish calendar is like 5,000 something. We need to find the real year. There is no real year. Time is, doesn't, doesn't exist. <laughs> We're like 300,000, 400 million billions. What is, where is the first person that was born on Mesopotamia? Well, do you think when it was like year one, everyone was like, what year is it? They're like, I don't know, one. No, they were look. They were trying to figure out what to eat and like how to yes, have sex. Were, like that's were, what they were doing. They were trying not to eat, get eaten. Sex yes. and comfort. Yes, I think if you want to go back to where the first man was or whatever, it's like <laughs> I don't know something like a hundred thousand years ago. So we're at least like a hundred thousand. How many? Or maybe you can even go to back far as two hundred thousand at least. Maybe even more. When was the wall put up and the White Walkers were created? That's zero, year zero, according to the first men. 
Oh, that's different. That shit could have all happened. We don't know. That could. That could. Like, Game of Thrones could be something we went through and it all got erased and we restarted. You think we're, and now we're going to start to remember it again? No. I think we've no. reset no. Uh, civilization maybe six, seven, eight times. I'm, I'm just saying this year's thing is bullshit. I think it's in the ether. Like, it, you know, I don't know. I love smelling ether. You get a nice buzz off that. Put it in here in a napkin and hold it up. Are we going to talk about walking? Yes, dead? there we go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> walking, thanks for bringing us back on track, Rugs. Rugs, for the Rugs to be the one to do it is surprising. I know. <laughs> I like a good tangent. Season but. eight <laughs> premiere The Return of Walking Dead, the 100th episode, the beginning of the all out war story arc from the comics. And, well, I was confused by a lot of things that happened in this episode. I'm just going to start there. How about some positives, fellas? What did we like about this 100th episode, season eight premiere? Um, I liked that they uh, put armor on the cars and they mm. killed all the Negan's dudes. The armor yep. thing was kind of cool with the kind of makeshift tanks. Like Smart. All the, all the lookouts. Yeah. The sniper. Yeah. They were sniping. I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. I liked, I would say like the first until they get to Negan's compound, and if you eliminate all the weird cuts where he's old and like he's crying, yes, <laughs> um, th- that other part, the storyline where they're like killing people and uh, was it Taryn, uh, the girl, Tara. the girl chewing on the Twizzler, yeah, Tara, her timing, chewing on a Twizzler was nice, that was good, yeah, um, and yeah, and their like whole plan leading up to it, I thought was pretty solid. I like that there's possibly a Muslim guy. Oh shit. In there, the guy was quoting the Quran. I was like, oh, shit, there's a Muslim guy. He's a Muslim guy. Shoot him. I mean, don't shoot him. Uh, go talk to him. <laughs> but I'm surprised they didn't shoot the Muslim guy. Uh, I like the call. There was lots of, like, Easter eggs and callbacks to the first episode. You guys notice, like, same sequences, like, when Carl drives up Pat and parks next to the overturned truck and walks out with the gas can. and walk- Like, that is exactly... The first scene of the show looks underneath the car. Right? Yes. All of that is shot for shot. It was with Rick. It's the very first scene of the first episode. I kind of like that attention to detail. Also, I thought the walkers look fucking phenomenal. A lot of unique special looks. You get a lot of close looks. The makeup, of course, is always good. Right. But a lot of things were very confusing to, <laughs> to me. Mm. First of all, the use of Weird Al Yankovic's song, Another One Rides the Bus in, in, in the flash forward whatever it was one of the flash forwards i was like why why this song <laughs> why is it parodies I did, honestly i didn't even notice so it's, it parodies played. another one bites the dust no i know what yeah, that song yeah. is i just i didn't notice that it played yeah captions captions tell you everything oh, but gotcha. also confusing like two different they're showing us three timelines what's going on it was real fucking weird right real weird strange i couldn't choice. get a handle on it exactly what was going on so I didn't give a shit about okay, it. Okay, so overall, what'd you to think? To me, it was what'd just fucking distracting. Yeah. Plus, it's uh, it's kind of spoiling. Like, it's showing you who, like, these people survive, obviously. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're showing you a future. Is it a future? It's not a dream. I don't know. And what was... Why are they like- going to this? That's the thing. This seems like if you're going to end the show... Yes. That's what you do because, like, you can use it to tie, make make some kind of metaphor, or do something like big. But from what I know, the show isn't ending this season. Yeah, right. Yeah, not not to my knowledge. That would be great for the last season. All right. So why are they doing this now in the crux of an important story arc that needs to happen so we can 
move on with this story because we've been in deadlock, decompressed, nothing happening for like two seasons now. Oh, you know, right? you know, Scott Gimble, the producer, really loved Lost, and and this reminded me of Lost. And yeah, I look don't, at what happened with Lost. Exactly, I don't. They think, completely shit the bed. I don't think that's a good choice. Like, and they've never done like these these kind of time jumps in this show. If you've read the comics, the time jumps are Easter eggs for alluding to a storyline in the future. But it's just weird that they're showing us this. Uh, it seems like to me that they're trying to be like cute and like kind of artsy with the way they're telling their story. Bit, yes. They're trying to be Breaking Bad. Yeah. They're trying to be Breaking Bad. They're trying to be Lost. They're trying to be uh, Game of Thrones. It's not working for me. But that, to me, that's not even the biggest. What was the biggest thing, thing. that made no sense? Uh, well, I'll just say this. Yeah. I would fucking quit this show if I wasn't this deep in. Right? <laughs> We've invested so much time. Look, I there, kind there's of, a series. Yeah. I mean, there's a series of things. Yeah, and and if people want to jump, if you guys want to jump in and, and take some of the the credit for saying this stuff, feel free. But once they get to the fucking compound, this whole, this show is just becomes terrible again. Yeah, a lot of things like the writing, it, especially like why I can't believe that the writers are this dumb because the whole up up to this point, Rick is like. We just gotta kill Nico. Yes, and that's he's all we and, he, and they're do. killing all his guards. Like just oh, well, that, fucking yeah, kill that's people, fine. Right? Whatever. Yes. They're killing the guards. That's fine. They have to do that to get. But to he Negan. does say there's one guy that needs to die, right? Over and over again. Yeah. So then they get there. Negan fucking strolls his fucking ass out wide in the open. He's there to kill. They have plenty of opportunities to kill him. They give this, this lieutenant's way out. Then they do this. I'm going to count down 10. And he does it. He goes to seven. He, he, he goes, he does the fake out. Yes. So even he has an even bigger advantage because Negan's not expecting him. He's expecting him to count down to one. <laughs> Shooting at him at seven. <laughs> Everybody fucking misses. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't imagine just everyone sitting there watching it, just yelling, shoot him now. What are you doing? No, but everyone How is shooting. You do this to us? They, Why? They do this all the time in Walking Dead. It's like they they make it seem like it's all or nothing. And then one thing will derail the whole entire thing. Whereas if it really is all, all or nothing and you're going to war, you take losses, you take chances, you do whatever it takes. So you never really feel that they're really going all out. No. You always feel like that anything is going to, any fucking little stitch is going to, is going to hold them up. So if uh, it's like they, and, and not only that, but the writing, they write it this way. Yeah. It would have never happened in real life. No. If I was going to go take out somebody that, that I had to take out and they're standing there like with their fucking dick hanging out, yeah. I'm going to shoot them. And, right. I'm yeah. not going to wait and talk to them for any other reason or whatever, especially if I said it multiple times yes. that he has to die. So they're 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 writing it in a way that is not true to itself. The whole episode up to that point, it's the first episode. Keep in mind, yeah. and the whole point, the whole episode, they're going. It ends today. It all ends today, <laughs> and no one with any ha a brain thinks it's ending today. So why the fuck would you write it that way? Like when they were standing there and talking, and at first, when I'm like, just shoot him now. Why aren't you shooting him now? I'm like, oh. Maybe it's but that's the thing. They shouldn't have even written it no, so that no. they're at that point to shoot yeah, him. Right. They, should, they should not be that close. For example, like Negan has always been ahead of the game, right? Yeah. He's always yeah. been like a few steps ahead of them all the time. Yeah. So it would make more sense if they, they say all this shit, like all this hyperbole, they're going to kick his ass, they're going to kill him. And then Negan somehow subverted their attempt. Or, yes. or but he didn't. He was no. just he's hanging he was out just there. there. Yes, <laughs> he was there, ready to quote so, some nursery rhymes again. So it's it's okay if you build up drama and then it gets stopped by the bad guy being 
more smart or, or, or more thought out or having a trap laid out or something like that. I mean, we're getting tired of that too, but even worse is when you have him do nothing <laughs> and then he still doesn't get shot and still doesn't get killed. And then, I, and yeah. then another thing that I really fucking hate yeah. is that you've had the priest guy fuck up things all the time in the past and then you bring him and he fucks up again. So he's and, still, yeah. so he's still oh doing the God. same stupid Gregory and stupid fucking well, Gabriel. Even before that, it's just a series of mind-numbingly bad writing. Yes. You have Negan not get shot. Yeah, I think he gets shot maybe in the he leg. He gets shot Who in knows? the leg. Yeah, he's limping. But then you have them just shooting at windows, which I'm like, what the fuck well, are you doing? Well, that's a plan, like, I think, to get the, the, the dead inside that. Well, what was yeah, the plan? Sure. I didn't understand what the fucking plan No, they plan were trying was. to get the dead in there. I know that, but they were like shooting at the windows. I'm like, okay, this is kind of stupid. But then and as Rugboy mentions, Gabriel again does something fucking stupid and decides to save Gregory. But that's not the worst part. Yeah. He saves, he's like, gets out from the fucking car and he's like to Gregory, wait, wait, wait. We'll have our opportunity to run. Then he fucking proceeds to watch Gregory's ass run to the car that he just got out of and drive it away. And Are he, you kidding me? And he has a gun. Just shoot him. Who cares? He has a gun. And if Gregory can fucking stroll his ass back to the car you just got out of, I'm sure you can follow him. Yeah, G- also, Gregory's more of a pussy than Gabriel is. Yes. Right. Just fucking shoot him the whole time. And then at the end, he gets trapped in with Negan. But he, Gabriel has a fucking machine gun. Yes. Negan just has a bat. Why, why is this taking so long? Why doesn't he turn? Why and shoot doesn't him? he just turn and shoot him? And then when the, you know when they were talking, I thought I was like Rick, maybe maybe Rick doesn't want to shoot Eugene. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, kill them all. It's casualties of war. You have. I didn't understand the plan. Like, why is she timing? She's timing these zombies. But do they just like walk in a big circle? Like, what is she timing? Oh, yeah, I mean, you can time them. Yeah. But like, where are they? They're always going. They're always showing up at the same time. They're just. I, I didn't oh, have as much of a problem the with that? the zombie plot line. Yeah. yeah, it's just the the human stuff. You you do want the zombie if there is a herd of zombies you do want and, and the the saviors had the numbers yeah you'd want the zombies to kind of help you yeah which was I guess that was the plan but although although uh, Daryl running around on a motorcycle and the zombies keeping up is kind of strange I did like the explosions though that was kind of cool uh, look here, does this hold water here's what producer Scott Gimple has said about why didn't Rick just shoot Negan. He says what shouldn't be glossed over is Rick is offering surrender to everyone else. He wants them to more or less be on his side. If after you that. were doing that, you would have everyone else reaction to that. Yeah. There is no reaction. There's no, no shot of anybody else there except for the four of them. But he so doesn't that's want more storytelling a- right yes. there. He says if he just shot Negan there, there would have been a shortcut to the war. He was making a play to not be in full violence with these people because you see what happens after that. In fact, it. If, in fact, Negan's other lieutenants had given up, it would have been over. No shit. The, is that what you want? Isn't yes. that the whole point? <laughs> the whole time he's like, we got to end it. We're going to kill Negan. Well, there, there's an easy right around right there. Yeah. Have the lieutenants come out. Don't have Negan come out. Offer surrender to the lieutenants. The lieutenants don't surrender. Don't have Negan come out. Don't have Negan come out at all. <laughs> the, the, when Negan comes out, that whole storyline goes to shit. Exactly. That uh, the Gregory Gimple bit is trying was to right, cover up bullshit. That's all. The it Gregory is. bit was right from the comics where he kind of turns on them. You know, he shows up. Well, that's the thing. Like, and then even Negan's kind of wrote stupidly. So he comes out. Yeah. With a fucking baseball bat. Yeah. Doing his nursery rhyme shit again. <laughs> then he's got Gregory like as if oh Gregory's his ace in the hole. Gregory's gonna say to them. Hey, you you guys surrender. You're with me. Don't do it. Yeah. Does he not know that fucking Gregory sucks? Yeah, I guess you not. can just tell by by his leadership that Gregory has yes. absolutely no power over anything either. So even Negan's written like a dumbass. 
Yeah, why does he fall for this? That's a good. That's a good point. Negan no, no, be... no one falls for it because why is Gregory he... yeah. isn't a character that anyone would now, look up to. Now, what's the water cooler banter about this episode? Is everybody like, uh, like incensed by it, or people like, oh, it was cool, I loved it. I, I, I wrote, I, uh, I looked on Forbes. Yeah, I, I kind of like their reviews, and yeah. they were like, this. This has gone shit. <laughs> well, it's fine. This has been shit, and it was, it's still shit. It was weird. I was listening to Howard Stern, and Howard Stern said he just watched the the premiere, and he was like, "I loved it." And really? I'm like, my respect was. I, I always have high respect for him, but I can't believe that he liked it. Um, he should have been critical on it, but uh, to be fair, it's Cocktober on the Howard Stern show right now. <laughs> They're doing a whole month of cock things, so uh, I don't know if his head's in the right in the game right now. So the you know what's weird number wise it is still the AMC's biggest hit but this premiere is was a 5 year low for the show 11.4 yeah. million viewers 43% drop from that's last not season good. I mean that's a high number yeah that's people are getting fed up with this yes. shit yes yes and people are so fed up that they didn't even watch this yes seven so, like last season it was 17 million yeah they lost 6 million <laughs> That a lot of people didn't come back. They have interesting numbers. The I season mean, I couldn't averages. believe like when fucking Gabriel's sitting there and he's and he watches Gregory drive off in the car that he was supposed to drive off in. You're like, like what a dummy. Five seconds after he tried to save him, I'm like, <laughs> you're a dummy. Are you serious? And it's like, I know Gabriel's always been kind of a, like a, a dummy, but like, dude, that's so stupid. Yeah, it's so badly written. Like, like you couldn't follow him. You couldn't just get up. Yeah, follow him to the car. No, like why did you just let him walk away? Why did you, you watch yeah, him yeah, walk yes, into the car? Yes, you were yes. just in. What are you doing? Just fucking. Well, first of all, why are you trying? And then to save when him? you're in with Negan and you're letting like shoot the fucker. Well, this the other thing is they've been sniping their guards the whole time. Why does somebody just fucking snipe him now? Like, what are you doing? You clearly are good at sniping from a distance. Yeah, you, that, you, that was I think I saw that on the Forbes is like they should have had if they were. Smart, they would have had a sniper yeah. out there and just fucking shot his ass. Just take it, take it down. Uh, I found this interesting article from Cracked of all places saying what The Walking Dead needs to steal from Game of Thrones. And their whole thing is basically they the, the show needs to do what the writers will not do uh, and end it. The writers need to do what the creator doesn't want to do. Write an ending. Finish the show. Kind of uh, like what they did with the Game of Thrones. After and I know Ron you read books. the comics. Yeah. Imran? Yeah. And you might like Negan. Yeah. And I know there was a lot of build up to Negan, but yeah. although the show was getting shitty yeah. up until Negan premiered, yeah. Negan's been one of the worst things to happen to the show. And in the comics, there's a lot more Negan shit ahead if they're, if they're going that way. That could easily last I mean, them a bunch a of jokes. That character, who plays him? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I know he's trying to like do the comic thing. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's not working. It's yeah, his the whole like <laughs> nursery rhyme bad yes, guy that leans yes. up against everything and looks like the Fonz is just not it's not there. It's not working. It works way better on paper. I will give you that. The, this Walking Dead was way better. Like when the governor was the main villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was the villain because like even though he was shitty, you could still see why he was doing the things he was doing. And he was still a human. Yeah. Like kind of like Game of Thrones where like the characters are bad and they're good. Yes. Governor was bad. He was also fucking good. Yeah. Negan is like not even a real character. That You know what's interesting is in the comics. The He's just they, straight out of the they comics. They improved the governor in the show because in the comics he was also a one note just psychopath. So the governor we got on the show was way better. Now this Negan is exactly like but the Negan's Negan. Negan's not the even comics. a psychopath. It's no, just like. He's just this fucking kooky guy. He's just this 
try guy trying to be like super charismatic and think of like amazing one-liners even in times where you wouldn't think of amazing <laughs> well, one-liners like you're about to shit your fucking pants yes. he's like a basically like a totalitarian or fascist leader like yeah, the people yeah. like like hitler yeah like, right people who are behind him think he's the greatest guy even though there's an element of them that think he's a little bit too crazy or too strict and then to everybody else he looks like a psychopath but you know what i mean when, or like kim jong-un or whatever i know it yeah i, I I could see that what they're going for. Yeah. But do you think Hitler or Kim Jong Un is spitting nursery rhymes before they're about to kill somebody? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Kim Jong Un might be spitting some crazy shit. You never he might know. Be. He like, does think he's a god king. Look at the I, shit that I, Trump's saying. So it's like I think Kim Jong Un is a uh, old school hip hop fan, so he's probably rapping some shit yeah, to, he's, with Dennis he gets Rodman. Third base. But, I mean, what kind of leader walks out <laughs> with like? after gunfire with no guns whatsoever <laughs> and starts monologuing to the people that are about to kill him. It's just in front of him. Uh, so the other thing while watching the show, oh, I hated this so bad after the big break, watching it back. I really, I didn't feel the connection I had to the group anymore. Like they're just as shitty murderers as the other side. And I was almost like, I, I don't know. It's, it became like game of Thrones, but not in a good way. Because I, I don't know who to root there, for. The Forbes article was like that they need to cut down the cast. Yeah, yeah. It's too big. Kill some motherfuckers. Because I've lost the connection. Like, I didn't feel like I was with them in any of this. Like I had in the past. Like, I wasn't rooting for them. I don't know. It was very weird. And let me ask you this about the very end where... The line where Negan steps out of the dark and he's like, Where's the shitting pants? Oh, uh, yeah. You got your shitting pants on. Terrible. Gabriel's like, What? Uh, you, cause you are about to shit your pants. Now, he's uh, like, You're shitting pants. A lie that's supposed to be menacing and scary and uh, oh shit on paper, it just comes off kind of laughable, doesn't See, it? But you, and, you think that this is laughable, but I'm Mary Poppins is viable. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a fucking show that's trying to be this epic zombie end of the world apocalypse thing. I'm just saying they're both out of place. They're both out of place. I, well, the Mary Poppins thing, it works in my opinion because the character at that point and the references to the 80s and all that stuff. And it, I don't know. I, to it, me, it's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. But you shit, you're shitting pants. <laughs> you, I mean, you just got shot in the leg. <laughs> the guy's got a gun. He like who the writes, guy you're talking to has got a gun. Yeah, what? You're surrounded by zombies. He must just have like a notebook of one-liners that he brushes up on. Like, it sounds so written and like so contrived. Like, it doesn't sound natural. By the way, though, you can actually buy Negan's own shitting pants diapers. Uh, oh shit! Shop the Walking Dead. Dot com $20. It's got Negan on there. It says Lucille approved. I'll put a link <laughs> in this picture in the show notes. It says treat your butt like a sanctuary. Negan's own shit and pants. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny that they're, they're going to make some money off this. I might buy one where I'm to the office. I guess what you I like got this on. episode in run. No, no. So in the, in the, <laughs> no. in the talking dead, it was like a two hour talking dead. Scott Gimple's like, the first four episodes are crazy. There's definite change from the first half and the second half. He's like strapping, but it could be a load of horse shit. Uh, I, I don't, I was mostly, I was just confused, <laughs> but I think we're supposed to be a little bit confused. Yeah. But I was more confused by like the parts that weren't supposed to make it confused. Like what's but even the confusing part? stuff, like the, the, it looks like it's a dream sequence when he's old. And yeah. then the other one, when he's like crying, yeah, what is and, that? Like, but I don't know. It didn't even intrigue me. I'm like, I've so, seen fucking Rick cry. Yeah. Rick, but Rick's a little pussy. I've seen him cry. The one little connection I thought was cool is Rick says in the, the one scene where he's, he's, he's sweating and the one he says, have mercy prevail over my wrath. 
That is the same quote the Muslim guy told Carl when they first met. Uh, and the title of the episode is called Mercy. Now, if you've read the comics, this is hinting at uh, a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the comics. So uh, I, I don't know if this is going to lead to somewhere, if they have learned their lesson, if they're going to continue to troll us like they have been. I don't know. I see she just shot all of them. What the fuck are you doing? I like the RV bomb. That was clever. Yeah, it was clever. I and mean, now, so where we left off, the, they're overrun with a zombie horde. Yeah, the, the compound is overrun with zombies. And they're back at their headquarters, and he gives a big speech. Well, they weren't they like going after other compounds still? I see. I didn't understand. Like, was was were they showing flashbacks at the end? Before I don't know, it was confusing. It was confusing. They were at the satellite compound that they yeah. first took. And he gives a big like pep pep talk. Are we going to continue? Are we going to continue watching this? I guess is my question now. I have to. Yeah, I guess after you got to see it through <laughs> just to far, be a completist. This far in, but this show could never end. Then what happens? I feel like it's going to go the way of Lost, where it's going to uh, it's going to end, but everybody's going to kind of be like, "What did I just do? What did I just watch?" It, the I should have stopped forced, watching. Yes, like yes. Like in the fourth season. So uh, as far as viewers, yeah. Real quick side note. Fear the Walking Dead, I heard season three is actually pretty good. Really? That's what I heard. I I have that on my- The villains aren't really villains. Like there's like a racist guy and there's like an Indian, like a Native American dude. Well, I'll tell you what. One good thing they did is they brought Salazar back the first half of the season, which I, I love Salazar. Also, they've said sometime in 2018, there will be a Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead crossover. Geek boner. Has been confirmed. Okay, whatever. As far as peak uh, viewers, uh, the same article about the view, and it's interesting. Season five, this thing had 20 million average viewers. That was the peak. What was season five? I don't remember. <laughs> I forget too. I forget too. But season five is where it peaked, and it's been going down. I'm going to look it up. By two you. million viewers each season. Yeah, what happened in this? Terminus. Season? Oh, okay. Terminus was cool. Terminus was cool. The cannibals, the hospital. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, where What's-Her-Name gets killed. And then they found Alexandria, so it ends with them finding Alexandria. Oh, that was... Yeah, they were all br- split up for a while, and yeah. then they had that big... Re- hey, yeah. the Terminus stuff was yeah. like when they, they blew the fuck out of Terminus. Yeah, it was uh, Carol, right? She comes and fucking yeah, saves the, them. And yeah. I gotta say, at the end of that season, when they're all reunited, it was actually really well-deserved. It was, it was heartfelt, and you were just so glad everyone was back together. But now, like, I can barely give a fuck about any of these people. They, really got, they got way too many characters. I really don't. because well, like, we've been through years of this, and at at some point, they they can't stop. They have to stop making the same mistakes over and over again with the same characters and the same things. Like you always have overconfident Rick, and then you have people who always fuck up all the time and they never learn their lesson. And then you got guys who, for some reason, there's always a guy who doesn't want to kill anybody. It's like <laughs> but, yeah. one guy, Morgan, and then it's Carol. Then who, does, who else wants to They're stop killing They're all killing killy, people? killy now, dude. They're all wearing armor. Well, the thing about even like, what's his name? Morgan and like Carol is at least like they were different. They, they could at least provide like a little spice to the yeah. show. But yeah. now like everybody's on the same Although page. I, l- I love Jerry. I would love to Who's see Jerry? more. Jer- Jerry is the big Asian dude that's uh, Ezekiel's uh, right hand man. Oh yeah, Jerry. And then Shiva was there, and Ezekiel. I, in comparing to this to Game of Thrones, I think another thing that's like 
kind of helps Game of Thrones. Is yeah. just, they just have so many different settings. Yeah. So it never feels redundant when you're watching these characters because you you're a lot like, of okay, cities. now I'm here, now yeah. I'm there, yeah. now I'm here. Whereas Walking Dead, even when they cut to different settings, it's still like in a forest or like it a fucking the same. shitty ass compound. Like it's all like the same kind of like. There's no difference in like costumes or like settings or anything. It's it's all still the same. It's just more boring versions because you're spending an entire episode decompressed with uh, fucking uh, Carol picking apples or some shit. Like, it's, it's not that interesting. Yeah, and you don't get those moments where characters don't meet for seasons and then they can finally get together and it's just awesome. Eight seasons is a long time. Yeah. And uh, there's no end game in sight. So uh, no. this his, his dream sequence thing seems out of place for this point in the game i think they should have went five seasons max and then ended it well the, the end game would be what them being happy and finding a cure or no, coming to copes with living in the new world yes just yeah. the new status quo they're of all they've all figured it out they Rick know becomes how, president yeah <laughs> they restart uh yeah this article from Cracked, he goes, The Walking Dead needs to figure out if it wants to be a TV show or a televised comic book like pro wrestling. If it chooses to be a show, it needs to take a page out of its main pop cultural adversary's playbook, needs to pull a Game of Thrones and write the ending its creator isn't ready to. You, you know what else I read real quick on that Forbes article? Yeah. Which is really well done. Yeah. They were like, although it was following the comics, killing Glenn was a big mistake. Yes. Because Glenn was actually probably the only character that everyone universally liked and could root for. And he was like, kind of like your Jon Snow. Mm. where He's like, he's always going to do the right thing. Mm. He's always going to be that moral compass for the show. And they, they've lost that. And now they don't have anybody that's like that. I, I guess Maggie, but Maggie's never, they didn't give Maggie a push at all last season. Well, she's still she's pregnant. pregnant too. She's she can't do much. Right? Yeah, she's pregnant. Oh, she's pregnant too, and she's yes. showing no <laughs> fucking baby bump. Uh, yeah. How long has this bitch been pregnant? Uh, 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 not long yeah, that's also that's also egregious. <laughs> I, look, I think I didn't think about that until yeah, you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, and she mentions it, and I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot she's fucking pregnant. I think Glenn's death would have been meaningful had they not trolled us and faked yeah. it like three times. Uh, you would have and killed someone else. Prior yes, to instead. That. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, trolled us basically. Yes. Like, cause well, what that, but that could have worked if they would have like been like, okay, this is no longer Rick's show. It's now yep. Maggie's show. Yeah, Maggie's gonna take the fucking reins because her fucking husband just died, and yeah. she's like the, the the better leader. But they didn't. They didn't go that route. We didn't yeah. even see how why Maggie's running Hilltop because Gregory's a piece of shit. That's I don't it. know. Yeah, she did help them out in that one thing last season and just kind of took over. But yeah, why are they? Why are they? Why are they behind her? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. We will continue to watch. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it started off pretty bad. It could only get better from here, yeah. hopefully. And then I'm saying that knowing they could get much worse, <laughs> but I'm hoping that it's, this is, the, this is all, there is a chance that there is a plan that's going to kind of clear up all this stuff and yes. make it make sense. Yes. There is, uh, does it? There's a shot. Yes. I'm so hoping one character that interests me right now. Who is that? Dwight. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause he's the most conflicted. He's got that conflicted thing where he's yeah. a double agent. Yeah. He's where, yeah. like, he has a real fucked up. Like he is like, kind of like that game of Thrones where like you hated this motherfucker, yeah. but then you found out what he went through. Then you through. found out why you, he was the and way he like, is. And mm. now you're finding out that he's actually got some good in him. So yeah. he's a bad guy yeah. and a good guy. They like, were, he's got some depth to him. They were exchanging er- meso- message arrows. Right. With uh, Daryl. 
Uh, so, yeah. And, I mean, Carol is, like, the only character that's had kind of an arc uh, of any but kind. she's back to the same point she was but before. Oh, yeah. She's back, <laughs> she's back to like, Rambo Carol. Not, we know they're not going to kill Negan because he doesn't die in the comic books. Right. And they keep him as a prisoner. And yeah. then other shit happens. But um, I just think that this... They wrote it in a way that just just it was just pissed people off who have a half a brain. They kind of wrote themselves into a hole a little bit with this, the way they've been doing it. So let me ask you something, Rick. <laughs> he said that like Shane in the first episode, which I think was intentional also. And then he takes Polaroids like that was a little dig at them when because then they take Polaroids when they bash somebody's head. See, in. Yeah. To me, what's interesting is going to see. Okay. This would be interesting to me to watch is that the capture of Negan and him kind of still being like uh, confident that he's going to get broken out and that it, that his men are going to follow him. And then him finally breaking and saying that his men are not following. Him. They're going to follow Rick. And then that Rick has control over his men and all of the stuff that he built. Now Rick has and watching him kind of acquiesce to being Rick's bitch. I would like to see that transformation. All right. We, yeah. Would you buy if sometime in the future, Rick and Negan are on the same side and That's they're working fine. together? That's fine. But it has to come after Negan has been fucking just dra- dragged into the ground yeah. and made into and, dust. And broken. Well, and I also, you also have to kind of explain Negan's character, like his motivations. Like, I don't, you still don't know anything about the guy. No, no, you don't. I mean, but. I mean, if, if, if a fucking show can make me like <laughs> Jamie Lannister. <laughs> It's possible. That's true. I mean, that's a, it, that's a good point. Game of Thrones ends with Jamie Lannister, and you're like, he's going to fight with the Is good there guys. There's a Negan backstory in the comics because I haven't uh, gotten that far. Yeah, it's they didn't do it in the main story. It was like a a, a a side issue, and it was something like his wife had cancer, and then it happened, and then she died, uh, something like that. Well, he even if kids. they gave him like a like a code, like. Like Doctor Doom, where he like he won't do this. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't rape, rape, right? Yeah, yeah, that's his only thing. He helps, but he also rapes. He's not like Bill Cosby. He's the so he's he, the opposite. Well, the, the best part about Negan, he the, Weinstein's them. The yeah, best he part was, about Negan, like, oh, he like yeah, he Weinstein them. He yeah. is a shitty. I mean, he is a shitty person, but yeah. <laughs> this is why the show is so written so poorly. Rick did gun down like. All of his fucking people at that satellite place yes. in cold blood while yes, they were sleeping. Yes, he started it, and from Negan's, and Negan really only killed two people. Yeah, he was went easy from Negan's point of view. Like I can understand. I was not. I didn't know shit about you until you killed. Yeah. all my men. Listen, Negan he was would be just, more. Ambi- it would be great if he was more ambiguous in character, but they make him like such an asshole. Yeah, like and a cheesy like, asshole. Huh? But he. Yeah. But that's kind of like what he is in the comics. But he has a little more depth in the comic book. Hey, man, not everything in the comics is the fucking gospel. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Clearly with this show, it's a very interesting study. Like if you study the Game of Thrones source material and then what they did with that versus Walking Dead source material and what they did with it on the show, it's very fascinating what both parties did and uh, where they diverted and where the book ends and the and the thing begins. Uh, it's for you to begin. I got your beginning here. couple of uh, side notes. Robert Kirkman's got a new show coming out on AMC. Uh, November 12th, it's called The Secret History of Comics. It's a documentary series about the secret history of comics. So, Oh, no shit. He's, he's all in. That's, that's, I like those kind of documentaries. Uh, also, there's lawsuit. There's been this lawsuit. Have you guys heard about the lawsuit? No. Basically, all of the executive producers, like Frank Darabont, Glenn Mazzara, Robert Kirkman, they're suing AMC 
for profits because AMC kind of devalued the show, kind of selling. There's like AMC movie studios and AMC TV, and they kind of like sold it to themselves and 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 screwed the the creators out of like millions of dollars. Uh, so it's there's new. there there's this ongoing lawsuit, which is why in August Robert Kirkman made a deal with Amazon Entertainment. They he took all his Skybound properties that he makes and they've all he's gone over to Amazon. He's he's kind of done with the AMC and he's Skybound is that like a label? Skybound is his like mini label that The Walking Dead is also put out under as far, as well as Image. Skybound is his thing. So, kind of like the Mark Millar Netflix thing, Kirkman's right. got an Amazon deal and he's going to be putting out original content over on Amazon and everyone's like fuck you AMC cuz you uh cheated us out of millions of dollars. Interesting, interesting things. See how it affects the show. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens, right? We'll see. But you're right. We're way too deep into it to like stop watching. So, all right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch up in a couple episodes. Tell you what happened. I got an email here to read to finish the show out. Uh, And it's from... Our new Facebook group uh, dude, uh, Chocolate Tane, Tane Reese, he wrote in. I kind of combined two emails here. We were going back and forth. He says, hey, guys, I had the pleasure of coming across your podcast a few months ago. No, not like that. And I've been meaning to drop a line. I've listened to a lot of pods through the years, and you guys are right at the top of favorites for me. The format, content, production value, personalities, and humor are all blended into a very entertaining show. Where other pods will nail a few of those pieces, you have hit on them all. You are going places, I have no doubt. Yeah, right to the fucking alley, to the trash can. I can tell there's a lot of thought and time that goes into your weekly, motivated, energetic, creative people are my favorite in the multiverse. Uh, Then he asks, have you ever wondered why Force-sensitive creatures don't just squish heads like the kids in the hall? Yoda picked up an X-Wing, for Christ's sake. You can't tell me a skull takes more power to crush than that. I understand sensitive on sensitive action probably cancels out, but during the Clone Wars, Doku would have been popping trooper heads like ticks with zits from 100 yards. Or maybe I'm missing something. He says, I plan in the near future contributing to the pod financially. However, I have no digital existence with money. Weird, right? I have a recharge thingy, but I'm a farmer in South Central South Dakota, and the nearest town is 30 miles, but I will be helping when I can. You guys are cut from the same cloth as me, or I as you guys. Whichever, I'm a 40-year-old man-child who's read comics since childhood, heavy on the Marvel, like a lot. We could chat about anyone from Adam X to Wendell Vaughn. Anyway, it's been a real pleasure discovering the pod. Also, a Cubs fan. Maybe we're all related. Uh, and then he says, I, I also, a couple years back, he co-created a Facebook group called Geeko and plan to plug you guys there, too. I think it's going to be a good match. Not looking for an on-air plug. A new loyal listener. Well, you just got you an got on-air a plug, plug. for Geeko. Tane Reese, thanks for joining. Facebook group called Geeko. have not vetted it, so go ahead and look I jo- at it. I joined yeah. it today. I have no idea. It could be kitty porn. But uh, go ahead, go check well, it. Well, the FBI, <laughs> FBI already has my. I know number. it's not. <laughs> Chocolate Taint, thanks for writing Any in. Any guy named Taint. <laughs> Taint. Well, listen, it's, not uh, Taint. it's crazy when you hear like this great feedback, right? and you're like, "Hey, we're awesome! So we should be everywhere, right?" <laughs> yes. So spread the word if you like it. Yes, you know, that's... tell other people. Like, get more people listening to the show. We need more and more and more. That's some deep cuts there, Adam X and Wendell Vaughn. Do you guys know yeah, who they I, are? I, isn't Wendell Vaughn the Archangel? Uh, nope. I thought it was a Sasquatch, no? 
Who's Wendell? Oh, Who's Wendell? He is Kate Quasar. Oh, Quasar. Oh, yeah, that's so that's right. a deep cut. With the quantum band. Yes. And Adam X yeah. is like a, a, a mutant from the nine, late 90s, early 90s. Wendell Vaughn. Wendell Vaughn is Quasar's name. I Honestly, I had to look it up. Is it Quasar or Quasar? I don't know how you say it. It's Quasi Quasar. We're slashing prices. Queso. Queso fundido. He's, yes. Yeah, I put that on my... Uh, Nachos, <laughs> yummy! Yes, spread the word. Listen, you know what? And emails like this, all you guys writing in, like it, it keeps me going. Because occasionally we're like, is anybody? Is this thing on? Is anybody fucking listening to this? What are we doing? And then I, we, I read this, and I'm like, I'm good for a long. I guess we going. I love it. Ah, uh, love. Yeah, it. we gotta like advertise or something. Ah, fuck all that. Just put, yeah, what are you, what are you bastards that listens to us that that knows about advertising? Talk to him. Listen, Anthony is the sales guy. I'm the creative. So all I'm saying is someone could be pitching in a little bit more. Oh shit! Who rug boy? Yes. No. <laughs> Damn it! I <laughs> uh, can't what? get him to do anything. No. <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at really rug boy where I am now facing off against or working with David Mulvey's <laughs> doppelganger. You guys don't know oh who this God. guy is, but it's it's great that it's basically some dude who who now all of a sudden has someone cloning him in in and no one gives a shit. Listen, about the app, real <laughs> David Mobley account is the best thing that happened to me all year so far that was hilarious and, and no one's gonna understand no one's gonna what understand yeah, no have, one knows what we're talking we, we get it <laughs> yes i have to it put is that pretty fucking funny. it's the best thing ever oh my god so whoever you are it's like you if someone listen. like would all of a sudden clone your account and yes. start fucking trolling people well, now that we said that we may have like troll rug boy accounts which oh, would, shit. oh boy that could get messy that could get really I nice. claim no responsibility. <laughs> Listener, look, subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We will read it. We'll share it. You can shout out your podcast. I'll shout out whatever you want. Your Facebook group. Uh, just leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Go to the next person you see. Give them one of these. Jock and nerd. And they'll probably be very frightened, but that's okay because it's like Halloween. So... If you're going to make a fake Rugboy account yes. and you get more <laughs> followers than me, I'll be really jealous. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That will just, it'll be like a huge boner killer for me. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that happening. Oh, cruel world. Uh, look, check the website, jockander.com because Anthony finally noticed how awesome it is. Didn't you, Anthony? I did. I looked at, and you're putting in a lot of work in that artwork. On Nobody. There and, I'm glad somebody fucking noticed. And I know, finally noticed. I don't know how long you've been doing it. Listen, it's a good looking site. That's all I'm saying. Visit jockandnerd.com all the links are there jock and nerd you did something different to it it's just a very slick looking legit website like it looks a lot better than we are actually like you would come across it you'd be like whoa these guys got the shit together and then you listen and you're like wow that was false advertising oh shit (laughs) I feel like it's the same as it's always been no Every uh, his, his images, yeah, individual episode episodes. has like a new has its own little image, oh, and it looks it, yeah, right? Photoshop shit. It looks nice. Yeah. It looks nice. Like it's, it's, oh, it's it does look good. Oh, it does really look it's very good. colorful. Wow. That's very nice. Somebody go visit the site just for just for my sanity. It looks nice. Uh, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Gentlemen, this 
is Democracy Manifest. Manifest. Uh, Let's listen to the music. I see that you know your judo. No. Wind him up and watch him go. Here's Imran Javid.